0: Blog Talk Radio
1: It's a two-minute song, so yeah. But hey, it works. It works. This oh, is yeah. the Retro Renaissance Podcast. And we're going to be talking about computer RPGs, there, guys. is Western and East. With me, as always, it's my co-host, Brahealia Tom. How are you? Howdy-doody. Yeah, I'm good. Good, good. And with us tonight, special guest, which is kind of an interesting one, because he, he claims to have never played a role-playing <laughs> in his life. And that is... Uh, Mr. Desert Island Games himself, John Latimer. How are you, sir? I'm great, thanks
2: for having me on. Um it's true, I know I saw it all about RPGs. You must know this... Come on, what's that uh, from? I recognise that tune, but I can't place it. Oh, Lord.
0: You must, you, you must have played something. We're going to I debunk don't. that theory tonight.
2: You're probably going to kick off the show for saying this, but I've never played Final Fantasy in my life. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I've I'll give
1: got you a, can I've, be forgiven I've for that. some spare. Money. I'm sure I can hire a hitman. Um, <laughs> now then. Uh, so, John, you host every Monday evening, so tomorrow night, you do uh, Desert Island Games. Um, do you yes. want to explain a little bit about your show and yourself and your YouTube channel?
2: Yeah, my YouTube channel is BL71 Gaming. Um, I started doing this Desert Island Games back in, I think. Um, I done a couple on the YouTube channel, and then it went on to the uh, the on from January. And every week, I just invite a guest to pick eight retro games we take on at Desert Island. And tomorrow's guest
1: is going to be Kit from Seven One. Oh,
2: the Yankee
0: Doodle
1: yes <laughs> very nice very nice right. right so um, well and of course uh, last week or the week before to celebrate WrestleMania we had a Retro Mania live stream <clears throat> yep. and you uh, you did a video of us uh, all wrestling I believe
2: <laughs> yes um, so cool it was an idea I had actually a few months ago um, and then um, Stephen Mr. Unlim said he was going to do a Retro special for the Better, better special. So I thought it would be a good thing to tie in. So I just spent two weeks of my life doing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's going well, yeah.
2: Yeah, we're, we're going to be making some more. So, well, I see, we. I mean, I, I mean, me. But um, I, I might have yourself fun commentary.
1: You'll come. Oh yes, uh, just a little bit of wrestling commentary. Just bah, just bah, God yeah. Almighty! They killed him. <laughs> <laughs> he is broken in half. Oh, Lord. So-
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cool, cool idea. I really dig it. Yeah, It's,
1: it's an interesting, original, original idea. People are dying. Um, <laughs> so we'll be on now, Chris. We're on episode nine. I think it's episode nine or episode- I stopped numbering them, which is probably pretty stupid. But uh, I think I think we're up
2: to 9 double figures.
1: Almost double figures.
2: Oh, your number ten is going to have to be a special one. Oh, yes,
1: a special one. We'll we'll give away Tom's for prize.
0: Oh man! money <laughs> hand over his, hand, hand over those V plates.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> there I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh lord! There it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what
0: you've
1: been playing, Tom, last week?
0: Um, I've got to be honest. Uh, I've been playing nothing but Amstrad games because I've just had shitloads of tapes turning up to my house. It's been great.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I sent you that one the other day. The the Color of Magic. Yeah, uh, how is it? Which I, it's amazing. I think it's the first, it's the first Discworld game to my knowledge. What, what, it's like a it's a text adventure, but you can turn kind of graphics on and off. So you've got these like really cute. 8-bit graphics and stuff. Um, it's Yes, really cool. It's just a typical text adventure, but you have to kind of... It's not sort of like a case of go go north, go south. You have to kind of say go rimwood, go... Uh, you know, it's all kind of a disc world terminology and stuff, but so it's really fun. This
1: also came out on the Specy and the C64. Yeah, I believe it did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Super- it follows the plot of the book, That obviously the Color of Magic, which was the first Discworld one as well. Yeah, you play as
0: uh, Rincewind
1: again. Cool. It was actually the first, um, the first Discworld game, yeah, you're quite right there.
0: Yeah, it's just there was a complete accidental pickup, which is really cool. And I've got a ton of other stuff, like a Dizzy uh, Ghostbusters 1 for Amstrad, which is a lot like, well like the spec version, really. Um, just loads and loads of crap, really. Actually, I'm going to take a quick look. I told you I picked up Super Grand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Super like Grand, I love it. What else have we got up here? Um, uh, hacker 2. Um, if anyone knows the Hacker games, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's tons of crap up here, really. Um, but, and when I say crap, there is some crap. As well, like a placement pad and stuff like that. But yeah, I've just been messing around with that Amstrad. It's been it's been great, and uh, the Macintosh as well. But other than that,
1: just not not a great deal. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. So lots of Amstrad fun, CPC joy. Yes. Awesome. I've been playing um, a bit of Final Fantasy 10 uh, HD and a lot of Pokemon Y.
0: <laughs> like
1: Ooh. a lot. And I've, nice. only, I've only done the second gym as well. So how, many, how many hours you logged on that bad boy? Too many. Too many. <laughs> I'm not going go to go specifics, but um, let's just say it's what I do on my lunch break at work. It's a total time sink, that game. <laughs> it is, but it's good. They always are, man, but they're always good fun. Always good oh, yeah. fun. Definitely. I always did my classic of starting with a water-based Pokemon, so I had a... a well, it's now a Frogadier... Was uh which is like a, a kind of juvenile frog, if that makes sense. Like anthropomorphic. Okay. It's kind of a bit strange. Cool. Yeah, no. He's uh he's pretty badass. More about you, John? What have you what have you picked up, mate, and what have you been playing this week? I've picked up unsurprisingly
2: for me, um, manager Class two thousand and fourteen on the PS Oh, uh, Well
1: okay.
2: came out on Friday, so it's the first PS Vita version and it's got a three D pitch and all that on it, so it's pretty cool. Ooh. Cool.
1: Very good. Very good. So, um, and that, that's where you've been playing as, as well, presumably?
2: Well, yeah, since Friday. I've not really played much at all. Um, obviously, I've not really had a time, but um, I've been doing that non-stop since Friday. Mm.
1: Cool, man, cool. Yeah. And uh, are you looking forward to playing a couple of weeks?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to out for a drink more
1: than an actual place! <laughs> it's, it it's a massive social event yeah. um, and on top of that there's a few games there as well you know
2: not yeah. going to be down until about 20 to 2 because I get a train at um, I
1: think
2: it's 5 to 8 or something so
1: is that on the Saturday or the Friday Saturday morning oh, uh, right. yeah no we're going up um Friday evening yeah.
2: <laughs> oh dear.
1: So, this week we've got um, we're going to be talking about CRPGs. <laughs> RPG stands for role-playing game. Uh-huh. So, based mostly PC-based role-playing games. So, um, Western RPGs and Eastern RPGs. Western RPGs went through a really weird stage where they started off really niche, like super niche, with um, the likes of Muds and Ultima. Um, went into like what you'd probably call as the Golden Age, had stuff like My Magic Heroes of My Magic um, Wizard's Crown The Eternal Dagger um, Dungeon Master The Beholder yeah you mentioned those in uh, previous ones Quest for Glory Betrayal of Crondor um, and uh, Lands of Lore and then a decline where nothing really came into it and people started to get into FPS's in the mid 90s you know Um, adventure games, and um, they they all saw a buzz from um, the Japanese console RPGs, like the Final Fantasy series, Um, and then uh, MMOs, of course, became big. Um, Eventually, there was stuff that came up uh, through the ranks, like Diablo, um, and then, of course, the Elder Scrolls series came into it. So you had this kind of action RPG type game. So have you ever played Diablo, John? That's a good question for you. Um, possibly. I don't recall playing it, but I may oh, have done. You motherfucker. <laughs> you're, you're keeping your cards close to your chest. <laughs> I don't I'm it. I... And... <laughs> Sorry.
2: No, I was just going to say, I don't think I've played it. I don't recall playing it. But I've got a bad memory,
1: so I may have done. We're just going to spend the next time trying to break you, John. So <laughs> At the same time, there were a lot of really good Western RPGs coming out. The likes of Fallout. Um, uh, sorry, just reading through some notes here. So, Fallout, Baldur's Gate, um, various Planescape. These are all bringing back good memories. Oh yeah. Um, and then in the from the 2000s onwards, you know, we had the likes of, I think it was uh, Winter Nights from Atari. We, which we talked about last week.
2: Yes. Laura,
1: Laura played that. I saw that at the carbo yesterday for a pound. Nice. But well, I didn't pick it up. I was like, fuck you, I've got you on. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: you probably paid less for it on Steam as well.
1: The, the Neverwinter Nights actually was interesting because you could play it multiplayer. Somebody could play it as the Dungeon Master. Mm. because it was based on Dungeons and Dragons so you could have people come in and out. Here's a good one for you, John, that you may have played. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, man. Yeah, I think I've played that. You motherfucker, you've played an RPG. Done. Right. I think I've actually... I think I've called played Eye of the Beholder. Ah, there you go. Jade Empire. Oh, man. Mass Effect. Dragon Age Origins. Um, And so forth and then of course you had this 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 weird kind of thing now with fallout 3 um, where it merged an FPS and an RPG and worked which was fucking bizarre yeah it works really well um, and since then obviously you've had oblivion Skyrim all of that kind of jazz um, so I think but Bethesda they who did the um, the Elder Scrolls, they, they, they started things off strange because it was a 3D first-person RPG with Daggerfall, which they released way back in 1996. It was. Um, Did uh, Arena
0: come first? Was it Daggerfall?
1: Uh, or Arena it came first, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. That was the very no. first one, but it was nothing like um, yeah. Daggerfall. It's like Fallout, Fallout, 3. And, Fallout 3. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Completely different. Um, arena was actually just um, a fighting simulator where you were in an arena and you had to fight. So it was it was it wasn't too RPG to say the least. Mm, yeah. Uh, Morrowind, of course, huge when it came out on the text box. Uh, that game spawned two sequels, and of course was massive in the in the computer RPG because here's the thing: computer RPGs on on the PC. Um, if you've got them people will mod them <laughs> and they will oh, yeah. create mission packs, whole expansions in some cases, you know. Yeah. Um, new enemies, new weapons, loads of stuff. So in the meantime, in the East, their golden age was the nineteen nineties to the two thousands. But just before that, you may have heard of Fantasy Star, um, Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy, um, mm-hmm. All of these big, big, big games. Um, I'm just trying to so, think about. So what could we
0: call the first PC RPG? Can we say a call of death? I,
1: I was going to say Rogue. Ooh, okay. Which would always be my my first choice of um, <laughs> a PC RPG. Rogue when? is... Um... When was this released? Let's, let's find out, yeah. Let's do a little bit of... Um... And then you, you always hear now about Rogue-type games. And yeah. Rogue, rogue is basically a very basic dungeon. You know, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. That's just uh, Rogue, the video game. Yeah, dungeon. Uh, oh, yeah, you can play on an ASCII terminal, of course, Rogue. Oh, snap. So, 1980. Okay, um, I think...
0: Uh, Ooh, yeah, Carla Beth started circulating in 79, so they're about the same sort of time.
1: Okay. And, uh, which is
0: uh, Carla Bethby and uh, Richard Garriott's uh, prequel to Ultima. Yes. Which That's is a
1: huge,
0: huge PC, PG.
1: There were text adventures before Rogue, but it was the first sort of graphical one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's the first kind of the milestone, if you will. So before that were um, things like... Lost Cave Adventure, which was the, the text one. Yeah. Like, oh, you see a troll. What will you do? Will you a attack or R run <laughs> L, the L for left. Um, but yeah, it was really like in colleges in the, the early 1980s, um, people would uh, play it on Unix systems because it it was just so addictive, and it led to probably one game that I never hear much about, but it's just amazing, and that's called half I don't know if you've heard of it. Yes. NetHack yes. Is, is probably the most varied RPG experience you can get out of there. It's completely free to download. Um, and, and Basically, huge, huge um, thing. There have been... There's so many variations of stuff you could do, so you could play as, like, I, I don't know, a halfling vampire barbarian for example um, and it can lead to hundreds and hundreds of different variations and those variations change how you play the game um, since then there's um, a thing I don't know if you've seen it's called Vulture's Eye which changes NetHack into an isometric view Oh, uh, it's very very cool so there's one for you John to start you off a game called NetHack, NetHack. and it's proper, proper retro oh yeah yeah, so that, that? It, it's very awesome.
2: I will look into it.
1: Yeah, NetHack is is a game that I probably spent too much time in previous jobs paying.
2: <laughs> jobs?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Because it ran off a single EXE file.
2: Yeah.
1: So you didn't need to install or anything like that. So, yeah. Uh, what game? NetHack is uh, an amazing game, but
0: that's a good point actually. Are you saying about like? Games that you, you sort of you wouldn't need like an install for. I'm trying to think of PC games. Uh, the earliest PC games I can remember where you would only need to use the disc once. And ironically enough, I remember getting this off of your brother. Um, the first ever PC RPG I ever played, the first Diablo game. You just had to use the disc once, and that was it. Right?
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. And Michael was um, my brother. He was a huge Diablo online player. As oh well. yeah. Yeah. He used to play, and I used to argue with him because I'd want to play, go online and do stuff, and he'd want to play Diablo online. And we only had a, we we had a 56k modem, and if <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't split that shit up, no, was, you could not. <laughs> oh, Especially uh, when you
0: wanted to take the kingpin.
1: That's right. That's. Right. So yeah, it was. Um, yeah, no, he was he was huge into it. And he used to use the hacks, and then he played Diablo 2 Oh, he, man. he was actually playing MMOs before I was, which is a really interesting story. He used to play these um these massive grindy MMOs.
0: I remember playing yeah. one with him called Hellbreath back Hell in the breath. day. Anyone That's remembers Hellbreath?
1: Yeah, Hellbreath. That's still Crazy going as well. Game, is it? Still, yeah, still going free to play. Yeah, you he, can. He he would love to know that. that yeah, Hellbreath Hell is still.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it seems says, we it says in the morning. Hellbreath.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Was that um, you this morning after yesterday? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Hellbreath was never released in Europe, but my brother was playing it somehow. And it was officially launched first in South Korea in 1999, which is when I was about 15, so that makes sense, actually.
0: You know, um, I think he carried on playing it after it went paid, like, after it went paid yeah, like,
1: you to play. Yeah, you could on. private servers in 2002, and there was an open beta in 2003. There used to be... Than, um,
0: you used to get the two towns, didn't you? And every week they'd meet up in kind of this, this area and just beat the shit out of each other once a week.
1: That's
0: all right, yeah. Oh, this place they really do.
1: try and play it and I was like yeah, fuck this
0: <laughs> I'm not hitting dummies for 16 hours just and a it, level
1: it, the, the irony was of course that eventually I would go on to play World of Warcraft for 8 years <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's how you, you met your wife wasn't it that is yeah that's how yeah. I met my wife yeah,
1: yeah uh, very true yeah. World of Wifecraft <laughs> World of Wifecraft yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome so, the Japanese RPGs really sort of took off with, um, with Final Fantasy 7 which was released on the PlayStation 1 but in Japan they, they were big before that and in America some of them that had come across like um, Chrono Trigger and stuff like that but in Europe at least Final Fantasy 7 was the big one it was it was the one that really pushed open the market um, to RPGs and made RPGs cool again um and ever since then, it's never got back to that peak in the Japanese market. You, you could argue Pokemon, I suppose, as an RPG. Um, but it's it's very difficult to see it ever game to that, that kind of peak. Do you know what I mean? Do, do you know what I mean, Tom?
0: I do understand, yeah, definitely. But it was it, it, it was that kind of tr- it, it was to do with the time it happened as well as that transitional shift to 32 systems, like right, games yeah. were going onto compact disc. You could put more crap in, like FMVs and like decent music and stuff. Yeah, so, I
1: mean, do, the the first time that you played Final Fantasy VII, and that train comes along, and then your uh, character jumps out of it, and you're like, what, what, what why, How much <inaudible> hair <inaudible> do <does> you <have inaudible> got
2: <inaudible> <on first inaudible> Oh yeah. So, totally, um, yeah, it was huge, awesome.
0: Huge, it was big, and they, the the ad campaigns running back then were absolutely like they spent millions. It was yeah, being advertised for like Pepsi and
1: Midgar on the side of a bus. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was I was reading the other day, it was really funny. So many copies got returned because people didn't realise that the game had quote reading. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: Jeez. people people didn't realise you had to read. <laughs> yeah, massive as well, wasn't it? Absolutely. Of course, yeah. What, what happened after that after I played that game at least was I then went back and started emulating SNES games yeah. like Seeking Detsu 3 um, which had a fan translation so you had to oh, then watch the ROM to read it yeah. um, Chrono Trigger um, oh we should do a Chrono Trigger a podcast oh man you can talk Chrono Trigger for hours you know? <laughs> do you, do you, And um, and, uh, actually although I'd played it a little I actually went back and played Zelda for the first time because of Final Fantasy VII. Because I was that hungry to oh. program anything RPGs. I know Zelda's not an RPG <laughs> game, rah, 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 but it was still, you know, it was still up there. Yeah, for sure. What uh, did you ever play Zelda, John? Nope. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: yeah. my knowledge, yeah. <laughs> You get oh, you Football manager. Um, football manager. Championship <laughs> manager.
1: Uh, point and click adventures. Okay, well, point and click adventures is interesting because there was some elements, I suppose, of RPGs. So a lot of the, a lot of the like the the crazy puzzles that are in point and clicks you often find in RPGs, and the, the, the RPGs are primarily consisted of the idea of you you take on the role of one person or one group of persons. Well,
2: I suppose in many ways. All games can be RPGs because you play a role. If you're playing FIFA 14, you're playing a, the part of a
1: football player. So that's role playing. Exactly. But the idea with an RPG is you progress that character tell a story with that character. So by that, by that progression, we mean that their gear changes, that their statistics change. Um, and it's something... It's all that, about numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's all about numbers and how much gear you need, how many points you need in your strength to be able to hold the next sword, um, la How many people you need to kill to be able to get the next game, Call of Duty? Yeah. Uh-huh. That that was an to me when I saw that the the first time there are levels in an uh, in a f- FPS and you have to yep. this to get this it's like come on man that's RPG.
0: Well, I mean, look at um. I've always said that San Andreas is one of my favorite role playing games of all time. Oh, well, I've I've played that one all right. You know. <laughs> A, there's a story, there's a plot, there's a start to finish You get stats, you can upgrade
1: Yeah, you do, you it's, know it, The, the gear is progressive
0: But that's just kind of light RPG mechanics Thrown in on top, I don't know whether that's just kind of thrown in Just, ah, uh, it makes it a bit more interesting
1: and, Interestingly
2: enough You talked about FIFA 14 I know it's completely opposite from RPG But when you think about it, there's a mod in it Called Be a Pro And you've got to bond your right, player uh, up yeah. Or your guy up to an older guy and you your levels progress and you unlock different items to use and things like that so uh, yeah kinda kinda that RPG elements to that
1: if you like yeah mm. so going back to um to CRPGs <laughs> so we, we talked about this first which was um arguably uh what was your one called Tom sorry uh Carla Bear the prequel if you will to Ultima Richard Garriott It's like Ultima Zero. Yeah. Um, And mine, which was... um, Sorry, I've forgotten that as well now. Rogue. Rogue, yeah. Rogue, the dungeon (laughs) crawler. Jesus. Half a can of beer. I
0: know. Um, (laughs) I'll take you anywhere, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, We should talk, probably, about the influence the rich Syriot has had on RPGs, particularly computer RPGs. Well,
0: he is Lord British.
1: So... Richard Garriott is the the mastermind behind the huge sprawling series is the Ultima series. Uh, you've you've heard of Ultima, John, yeah? Oh yes, I've heard of it. Yep. So Richard Garriott, um, he wrote and designed these these massive, massive sprawling games. Um, from Ultima, or Ultima One, I suppose. Um, all the way. ...through to Ultima 9. Is that yeah. right? And... But with, um...
0: He's just done something else as well. Shroud of the Avatar. But,
1: yeah, Ult-
2: Ultima forever. Quest for the Avatar.
1: And then there were Ultima Underworld. Um... Uh, and there was, um... Ultima He's been into Online. space as well. <laughs> he has been in space. Ultima Online. Yeah. Ultima Online, yeah. The, the MMOs. Um, but the the idea is, and he's always in them, Richard Garrett. He's, he's called Lord British. He's generally either the king or the lord in the, the particular area who you have to go and seek yeah. out do quests for. And I didn't play Ultima um, until, I think it was actually Ultima 7. I want to say where the what was it, um... It might have been really? a little bit before that. The No, Ultima 4, Quest of the Avatar. Which I didn't play until much later on. But it, it was on the PC. Uh-huh. Um, and Ultima 8 I then played later on as well, Pagan. Which was um, like an isometric kind of thing. But the, the the models in them and the stuff that was used... I mean, Ultima Online still going today with fan um, stuff going on. And he still plays it. yeah. And yeah, he, he does. It, but it really opened up, like, um, so, like, I could own a bar in Ultima Online and charge people for mead and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, if I could hire Tom as security, and if people were rowdy, you know, he would kill them for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, take their money. <laughs> you so dorky, but so awesome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's the, the ultimate Dungeons, Dragons play as Wet Dream basically. Yeah. Um, it's hugely huge story. Um, so that's you you always play as the Avatar. guy who, uh, the protagonist, if you will, who has to deal with all the shit that's going on in the world.
0: No, man, everyone Britannia. comes to you with a Sorry,
1: problem. Britannia. You, you, you have to basically save Britannia every time, except in Ultima Online, where you play as somebody else. Um,
0: My favourite one is just for, if I had to pick one.
1: Okay. Which I just
0: brought out on uh, iOS actually for free. You can download it, and it's surprisingly playable.
1: Quest of the Avatar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So this is the one where the kind of scenario there were like alignments. Um, there were. These are based on love, truth, and courage. Correct? Yeah, big moral issues to Yeah. So where you see these ideas in effect of how you're acting in the game paper <laughs> This was happening in 1985.
0: <laughs> I think. I think this one. Um, Imported to the Game Boy. Um, if you can find it, it's actually really good, like JRP style. They've completely changed rounds. It's surprisingly good.
1: Correct. So now gone. You can get this on loads of different platforms. In mm-hmm. fact, Amiga, um, Apple II, Atari, Atari, mm-hmm. Atari ST, Commodore 64. Well, yeah, we will say. Sorry. Right,
2: go on, we to the anti, anti-piracy measures on the Atari version. No. <clears throat> Apparently, um, one of the floppy disks has got an unformatted track it and in its absence, to play with those on every day. Yeah, um, so, um, but it's a, a way to stop people from pirating the games. No. <laughs> That's pretty clever. It
1: okay. hey, was on the master system. It's quite hard to get hold of on the master system. <laughs> There's a couple on NES as well. This was on NES, yeah.
0: There's a couple on NES I think I think maybe oh, want maybe three
2: four four and five? I'm
1: not So five you can get on Yeah, you can get five on those. And it's it's kind of like top down, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think they go on Nintendo first. <laughs> you can't get them on
1: there.
0: Yeah, six on the snares.
1: And that's where it went wow. with the scenes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh and then and he has a like series of all kinds of stuff. But from seven onwards they were they were just PCs. Yeah. Um DOS as it were. And they were Yo. They, they really became really geeky at that point, you know, really like super, super um. Like fantasy-driven, you know, really like in-depth stuff. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. You're, you're the hero, and you've got to follow on a series. But definitely, definitely, Ultimate deserves a mention. And it's worth looking through. And once I think it's it's kind of one of those ones where you just have to take a stab and pick a game. It doesn't matter which one you pick, um, and just have a go at it. Because as soon as you've had a go on one, you'll want to play the others. <laughs>
2: yeah, and that's been on, that's been on the go since 1981
1: aren't we? Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, the, oh. the one
1: we were talking about just then was the one that, it was released in 1980, the Dungeon of Akla. Um, yeah. and it's, it's kind of a weird one. Anyway, so, Ultima was very big. Hmm. Has anybody ever played,
0: um, uh, any of the Baldur's Gate games?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, um, And these were um, Dungeons and Dragons games.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: But in the computer mind, um, hugely popular. Um, And I think there was even a, um, like, tech and slash version of this on um, PS2 as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a Brotherhood of Steel, the Fallout game.
0: There's also a really good hack-and-slash Dungeons & Dragons game on Xbox as well. Do you know the one I mean? Um, so you can have up to four players and you literally just run around bashing the crap out of stuff. But it's really me? fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe. I wish so you could that, get Baldur's, uh, Baldur's Gate mixed with Might and Magic. They're two pretty different parts yeah, of game, so really.
1: Baldur's Gate was um, everything you did had a dice throw associated with it. So if you tried to charm a snake into being on your team or whatever, then you you would have to successfully... You wouldn't see it, but the maths behind it was you had to get, like, uh, 18 out of it, and based on your stats, it would then affect what you get and how how high or low you had to score on the dice roll. Uh Um, And it was all based around the D20 system for Dungeons & Dragons at the time. Mm. And the storyline was immense, I remember from the second one. Um, because I you I played as um, you had a mentor and your mentor died and you had to go off to find the quest and Yeah and the world from ending. Yeah, that sounds familiar. This this big wizard died and then you had to go off with your, your best buddy who was like a an ape swordsman, you know, very typical standoffish, uh neutral, good, kind of almost like a paladin type character. Uh huh. Um, and along the way, you'd meet an archer, and you'd meet a thief, and you and these people would interact with each other. And so yeah. the paladin might not like the thief, so you have to be careful. You might get a black magician along the way, and you then have to be careful that those guys didn't like kick off each other's thing. Um, yeah. They might leave, and you could get. This was this the game where you could have a pack mule. As well. Um. Yeah, and that, I think that would take a so. character slot, so you, you yeah didn't necessarily want a pack mule unless you were laden down with loads of gear. <laughs> <laughs> but they they would always come. All the characters would come with you to like, and they'd be at the next inn or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of yes. a cool game. Kind of a, so yeah, Border's yeah. game that was that was kind of a cool one to play. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it was just a fun game really. I haven't played in years and I really should There's
0: one I always want to play a PC role playing game called Vampire the Masquerade, did you ever see that?
1: Yeah, yeah, so th- this was again this, this was based on the, the pencil and paper RPG uh-huh. where um it it was kind of a weird one because this is the pencil and paper RPG where people tend to get really into it and they dress up a lot <laughs> 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 um so it was never really my, my thing. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, very true.
1: But um, it was Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlust, and it was released in 2004 um, based on White Wolf's Vampire the Masquerade. Um, and it, this was a game where you had a lot of politics involved in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so, right.
1: You had um and you could choose between first person and third person, so you had to um there were a lot of like choices and stuff a lot of like obstacles- uh puzzles probably uh-huh. the best bet yeah the best way to describe it. I only released on Windows again, so big um big bit up there to the p c sort of thing.
0: I meant to ask you Chris were there ever any like um role playing games kind of centered around sort of not so much inspired by cuz there's plenty of inspired by it, but actually sort of role playing games centered around Lovecraft
1: Yeah there were um not necessarily um role playing games but there was one on the Xbox called The Call of Cthulhu Yeah you've mentioned this before
0: it sounds really cool
1: <laughs> It's like a first person shooter but it's not, and it, it's just really creepy. Like, like, super, super creepy. Yeah, it sounds really messed up. So the, the, there was, um, I think it's called Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth. Mm-hmm. And um, it was released on PC and Xbox, and it, it there's no HUD in it or anything like that. Um, so it's completely immersive. And it's it's really quite scary actually. It's um you have to run through and it's it's kind of a bit I wouldn't say um I wouldn't say Resident Evil but like kind of more uh visceral. So Yeah It's a bit yeah. different. But they okay. it did do other stuff as well, like um,
2: like Alone
1: in the Dark was heavily influenced on it, Eternal Darkness. Um, and the, there were some funny spin-offs as well. So yeah, Alone the, in the Dark.
2: I have played Alone in the Dark.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. The, the whole thing about like the the Squid Guy, Cthulhu and stuff, like that who were just doing stuff, so all that kind of stuff. It was really quite um, quite freaky stuff you know Mm. Lovecraft the the funny thing about Lovecraft in his book was that you never actually um, you you never actually saw Cthulhu in there it was all based around the, the sort of in your head of what was going on with Lovecraft so The horror RPG stuff does owe a lot to him, you know, and Stephen King, he's always said that he's the the biggest guy, the biggest influence for him is Lovecraft, Mm. um, and how he does that that kind of, um, he messes with your head psychological horror, Yeah, Um, and it is genuinely terrifyingly stuff, and it's kind of like people who go mad, and you hear about, in the stories you always hear about people gone mad because they've, they've seen this winged thing come from the sea and stuff but it never actually describes what happens to them yeah so always left wondering yeah so they went around um, yeah they wrote the fourth war course and somebody released a platforming game called cthulhu saves the world where huh? you play as cthulhu and you, you beat up enemies that come by and stuff so <laughs> <laughs> but he was um uh, they've they put out a um, an indie game called Cthulhu Saves the World Super Hyper Enhanced yeah. Championship Edition yeah. Alpha Diamond DX Plus Alpha FES HD
2: <laughs>
1: Game of the Year Collection Edition without avatars. <laughs> so look that up if you R- can Rolls up the tongue. Absolutely. Which, <laughs> of course, is <laughs> piss take of Street Fighter. Yes, sir. Um, so... Yeah, Cthulhu was kind of cool, you know, and it, it did, that That particular game was, um, I suppose, yeah, you could call it an RPG because you, there were elements in there where you did get better statistics and stuff, but it was never really um, a true RPG. So, for me, the, the best RPG was probably Fallout and Fallout 2. Oh, man. Pure RPG. It's just something I, I could talk about Fallout and Fallout 2. Um, not so much Fallout 3 and definitely and all these But Fallout and Fallout 2 to me were just like amazing, absolutely amazing games, you know. Um, here you had for ages the RPG market was dominated by these um, fantasy-driven stories of like, I'm a Grey Knight and I must save the realm from Well, actually, no. You're a bloke in the future. Nuclear wars happened. Um, on this suit and see what happens <laughs> and that's 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 the whole premise of fallout go and save our village yeah um it's fantastic. you know and the, the black humor in fallout is just incredible you know mm. so one of the traits that you can get is to cause people messier deaths <laughs> so, so when you kill them instead of perhaps um, throwing a spear and it kills them the spear will go straight through their body and pin their heart to a wall. <laughs> Lovely. Oh man! Have you ever played the Fallout games, John?
2: No, but I was just thinking. I was just sitting here thinking. And I have played a role-playing game that I remember. Go on. Oh, fairly recent. Um, I've played Fable two. No. Uh, Molyneux.
1: I, 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 I
2: played. Uh, I played the. You got a choice to play the guy or the girl I
1: played. Girl. Did you now? Yeah. You dirty bastard. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, how how were your moral choices in Fable 2?
2: Uh, Not very moralistic. (laughs) (laughs) Were you
1: raping and pillaging?
2: Yes. (laughs) And I was also doing that in the game.
1: That's That's what I like. Love it. So, yeah, Fable and Fable 2 amazing sort of breakout games um, yeah on the um, what I'm calling the, the current resurgence of role playing games mm. um, just just huge man you know the Fable the, the moralistic choices again a la um, Mass Effect which always gets the big talk for it but the thing that got me in Fable is that no matter what you did in the game you could be as evil as like the very last choice in the game I'm not going to ruin it you could change everything <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Fable two was a bit was a bit better.
2: I got Fable two for free on Xbox because you got it um, through Xbox Gold.
1: Nice. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yeah. So
2: that was one of the kind of better
1: games that they had. Right. Mm. So the the other big one that's um that has come out recently, um pure RPG, which I've really enjoyed, is um Dragon Age. Ooh. Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age... Yes, yeah. yeah. These, these are uh, huge sort of AAA titles that really, you know, and and Skyrim's there as well, but Skyrim was massively over the top, you know, and, you oh, know, Fils and no, I, I used to be an adventurer like you until I took arrow to the knee. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: these, <laughs> these, these terrible meme creators. Um... <laughs> I suppose Skyrim's probably bigger than bigger than Dragon Age, but for some reason, Dragon Age just just in for the storytelling for me more.
0: Dragon Age really came out of left field. Um, I'm not I'm not too fond of the second one, but the opening section of the first one, like where you sort of you're escaping the castle as it's being raided and stuff. Oh
1: man, it looks so good! Such a cool game. It's by BioWare as well, so you you know it's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and the, the amount of DLC on this stuff, crazy. Oh man! Like Action. I think, um, what was it? One, two, three. I'm looking at four, five, six, seven, eight, nine nine seven, eight, nine. Nine different versions. Nine DLCs. If you include the expansion pack Awakening for the first one, um, and not four to, for the second. DLC.
0: Not to plug. Not a plug. Steam again, but I got- everything for the first one like the super ultimate edition for the like oh,
1: yeah, night which has witch hunt feast day gifts and pranks darkspawn chronicles the song the golems of Anchorak, wars keep return to the stone prisoner and awakening all in one jesus mm-hmm. Absolutely oh yeah huge. i've never got through it all <laughs> this year of course is the third in the series which is inquisition mm. Times the size of the first game. Okay. Um, and it will be more French, which is never a good thing. But we'll more. <laughs> um, and a civil war. So a civil war between the loyalists of the ruling empress and a powerful noble faction broke out in Orle. Uh, simultaneously, the, the major has gone broke in part due to the events of Dragon Age 2, and the Templar Order seceded from the Chantry to wage their own civil war on the mages. There we are. So it's there's a lot going on. And of course the Grey Wardens will be in there somewhere, you'll probably become one. Uh, <laughs> as, <laughs> as is generally the case. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's huge, huge um choices again because it's bioware, you know, they have to make choices an option. <laughs> but um regardless of um of Dragon Age, there there is a massive Hole, which we we talked about very briefly earlier on, but um in CRPGs it, it's always there and it, it's the MMO. Uh huh. MMO. RPG. It's a dirty word. Massi- no, it's not, and it's an <laughs> It's a massively multiplayer online role playing game. Um, and, uh, World of Warcraft is probably the most the most famous one without a doubt. Before World of Warcraft there was EverQuest, before EverQuest there was Altmore Online, before Altmore Online there were MUDs, uh, multi-user dungeons. Um, so MUDs were basically, pardon me, you would tunnel into um, somebody's game or somebody's server, you, you would play an, an MMO on there and your char- you could save your character on there and come back time and time again and your statistics were increased. Uh-huh. It's all going today. There's still a Discworld, month. whoa, going on out there. Yeah. Um, in fact, I always thought that Discworld would be a great setting for an MMO.
0: I was uh, about to say, why has there never been a Discworld MMO, and also why has Discworld One and Two not been ported to iOS yet?
1: Um, I get the feeling it will be soon.
0: I hope so. I mean, we've got, like, Monkey Island, Broken Sword, Lure the Frickin'
1: Temptress. Everything, you've got to remember with the Discworld series, everything has to go through Terry Pratchett. He's dying at the minute. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I yeah, no understand
1: no that. Best way of saying it. Um, is, uh, as far as um, games go, the, um, there were, I think, the, the one that you were talking about earlier... So the, the Colour of Magic, the Discworld Mud, which I just mentioned, Discworld and Discworld 2, um, and then Discworld Noir there. Yeah. Um, and then the the, the Colour of Magic, which you just talked about, is actually available on phones now. Oh, really? Yeah, which I didn't know. Which oh, that's now, awesome. was released in... um. Oh, no, no, it's a different game, sorry. Oh. But It's, it's the same title, the Colour of Magic, but it's an isometric action game. Oh, Okay which is uh, Check strange. it out. Yeah, sounds strange. So there is a playable Java version of um, the one that Tom's got yeah. as well, yeah. The Color yeah. of Magic, yeah. on C64S.com.
0: I was playing this World too yesterday. That game is still so good. The humour in it is...
1: Missing just... Presumed. Yes. Yeah, very good game. Very good pointing. So many fourth
2: wall-breaking moments as well.
1: Yes. This is so funny.
2: I've played Discworld as one, but that's more than a point and click, isn't
1: it? That's right. Discworld 2 is as well, yeah. It's it's the kind of game which, um, GURPS, which is a generic user role-playing system, um, which the pencil and paper system has um, uh, an expansion pack so that you could play Discworld RPGs. Whoa. um, On pencil and paper. So the, 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 the plans are laid, you know, in terms of the maths. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's more than doable. Would you uh-huh.
2: consider uh, Mafia Wars to be an RPG, like on Facebook? Ooh, because I've spent a hell of a lot of time playing that game. <laughs> the
1: one where you, you do missions to get money, and then you yeah. get, over time, you, you, you get your points back, and then you can take the missions again, Yeah.
2: Pretty much, yeah. And you can level, level up a lot as well. <laughs> I got to—I think I got to something crazy, like level 120 or something.
1: and, and then, and then you started playing Mafia Wars too. Uh. Is, is
0: that kind of where it boils on kind of RPG strategy? Because I remember an older PC game that I used to love called Gangsters, um, that was kind yeah. of the same sort of thing. You know, it yeah, was part I mean, of strategy, part yeah. role
1: playing. Well, it did course in Mafia Wars you do get better guns and stuff don't you John if I recall so, yes like, you, uh, you get a Tommy can, gun and yeah, you can put your statistics up like and stuff like that and you can progress to different uh, locations as
2: well so you can like, yeah. go to uh,
1: like, yeah uh, I, I guess you know at it's heart it is an RPG you know albeit a very basic one and a what you might call a excuse me a, a pay to play kind of game but it, it's Or freemium, sorry, is the correct yeah. term, isn't it? How many
2: hours have you logged on there? <laughs> well, I've, oh, I, don't, I don't even want to think. i used to play it up constantly uh, a few years ago. That's <laughs> it, that's probably the closest I've been to getting into a, an RPG, even if you can't, because I don't have do a RPG then. It's I, I would
1: put it closer to an MMO.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, because yeah, you can I mean, attack other yeah. players, can't you?
2: Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I
1: even had it on my horn as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dangerous. Yeah. I think the fundamentals of a role-playing game are there and stuff
2: like that, for sure.
1: I think um, the it was, it was RPGs were so separate for so long and then with the likes of, like you were just saying, John Mafia Wars and other um, online freemium uh, games, and then COD, FIFA, um, we it's merged into a lot of stuff, you know, and that, that can only be good for the genre because for so long RPGs were the dirty little inbred cousin, if you will, of gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to know about the betrayal at Crondor and stuff like this, you know. You're fighting what? An orc? A drow elf? What are you doing? Yeah. And in fact, of course, just recently on drow elves, South Park, The Stick of Truth. that was pretty cool. Yeah, it has uh, definitely taken on people's imagination in the RPG room, Mm. and post-funner itself and RPGs and the same thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there.
0: Yeah. Did you Uh, ever play? Um, did you ever play the new Diablo? Because I never played anything past two. I can't bring myself to do it.
1: Diablo. Sorry, say again.
0: Did you ever play three? Because I never played past two. Oh, I can't bring myself yeah, no, to do it. No,
1: I've 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 been through three on the first and second difficulty. Okay. Um, there's two more difficulties past that, and I haven't done those two yet. Is it a good game? It is a good game. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what you'd expect. Okay. So you'd, you'd you'd expect massive hack and slash, but it's a lot of fun. It is a yeah. lot of fun. I've I've got it on PC. Um. On PS3, it looks good. On PS4, it looks good. Um, I, I know there's now an expansion out for it, which I'm tempted with. Ooh!
0: See, I absolutely love the first two. That's kind was, of cut my teeth on, really.
1: It was earmarked. People said it was too hard to do the the fourth one, and like you had to farm for ages to get an upgrade. Um, yeah. You got in a lot of trouble because they had a, an auction house where you could make real money on it. Yes. Like, yeah, I remember this. And then you could also spend real money on it. So you, you could kind of pay to play in that element as well. Pay to they, win. Just pay to win, yeah. And they they got rid of it, you know. You no, know, and that, that's fine. And of course they were taking a 10 percent cut of everything. So, <laughs> so you can understand <laughs> the, the business logic behind it. Mm. But um, the expansion does look good. You know, I really enjoyed it. I played through it as a monk um, for the first two times and I think I've got a Barbarian who's gone through it once. Okay. It's tough. I will say that. Butcher's in it. Yes. <laughs> so, um, he was a lot of fun to kill all over again. Oh yeah. <laughs> that quiet. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, Diablo three is well worth a punt if you like that hack and slash type.
0: I will pick it up one day.
1: Yeah man, it's worth it, you know. Um, I don't feel that we've dedicated enough time to the Final Fantasy series as a whole. Um, you, are, you could do it just on that, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, well, at the minute I'm playing through Final Fantasy X. Tom, best thing about Final Fantasy? Um
0: Chocobos? The best thing about it?
1: Chocobos? Moogle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I read the other day they were actually planning to port Final Fantasy PC at one point, which is like...
1: what? Mm-hmm.
0: Don't understand that.
1: It's always lent itself well to consoles, hasn't it, the Final Fantasy series?
0: Yeah, to consoles, definitely. I mean, 7 and 8 came to PC and they were fucking terrible. And then they re-released them on Steam and they were still terrible. So, yeah, I just don't think it's a, a good place for it. Mind you, Final Fantasy 11 and were on PC, but yeah, they're MMOs.
1: Final Fantasy 11, yeah. Just, mm. just before I started playing World of Warcraft, I played Final Fantasy 11 for a while. I didn't yeah. get on with it great. Um, I did get to a certain level. Um, a friend of mine, Chris, he, he still plays Final Fantasy this today. It was um, hard to do you, stuff you alone. You played Final Fantasy XI, didn't you? Love? Yeah. What did you think of it? That's, right. That's your review? <laughs> yeah, it was alright? Was <laughs> <laughs>
2: that my mind yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was alright.
1: It wasn't wow, was it?
2: No. Yeah.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it all the capsule review. Yeah, it, it wasn't World of Warcraft. That's all you need to know about it. And in truth, that is all you need to know about because World of Warcraft dominated that market. They made it fucking amazing. Um, so, so well as well. They got, so, they got people so involved with that game. They opened up the... I don't know if you know this about World of Warcraft, but they opened up the entire user interface and said, here's the code for it. Do what you want. Wow. And um, people no then made things off of making uh, modifications for World of Warcraft, like, for the user interface. Of course, they, they wouldn't allow... Um, they would take... They would stop any uh, mods which they didn't agree with. <laughs> Not by taking them down off the sites, because the sites were third-party and you could put on any add-on that you wanted, but by then we're figuring out how they were doing it and then blocking that code in a future update. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you had
1: one that would... Um, that you could literally, you could set a flight where you wanted to fly to, like, well, flying mods, and you could set a point where you wanted it to fly to and it would tell you how long you could go and for another while it was flying you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it did spawn one of my favourite South Park episodes ever.
1: Make love, not Warcraft. Oh, man. That's <laughs> just so good. Did you see that one, uh, John?
2: I think I have seen that one, yeah.
1: Where they all get fat and it gets carpal tunnel. <laughs> God, on Eddie. <laughs> Sorry? Cartman's on the for. But... Yeah, well, you know what I've they're, they're all... anyway, It's free to play up to level 20 now, isn't it? It's, uh, it God, you know what? I'm tempted, man. I'm tempted to I have to it. I've gone back. No. no. <laughs>
2: yeah, have you haven't,
1: have you? I have, yeah. Oh, For yes. a little while. Oh, God. Damn. Tom's gone so, to the dark side.
2: Go
0: do it <laughs> amen Laura and there we go
1: he's not my problem
0: uh, sorry for just leaving you in silence for an hour John That's, um,
1: no not at all <laughs> you've, been, you've been very uh, you've been very good actually I like the uh, the insights tonight so yes this has been the Metro Renaissance Podcast I've been Chris Shanked I've been up. And i happy GL 76 oh very much GL 76 thanks John and we'll see you next week thank you very much ta-da bye